Debbie after knocking. Hello and welcome back to Football Against Run, the only English language podcast dedicated to Armenian football. I am your host, Adam, and I am joined here by um, someone special, but we will get to that in a little bit. Chadens and Armen, how are you two gentlemen doing today? Super excited. Super excited, baby. So yep, excited for who's who's next yeah, in this so, episode. As you could tell by the title, we uh, interviewed Felix Ferayan, and you will see that interview in a little bit. Um, but before we get to that, let us talk about the news. And there is a lot to get through. Uh, we will start with um, a player that we haven't talked about much, but that we have expected a lot from um and he's starting to slowly live up to those exp- uh, expectations. Armen, I'm talking, of course, about David Davidian, uh, who plays for Himki in the Russian Premier League. What has he been up to? Yes, sir. As you know, he's been plagued with injuries, but recovered from those injuries and picking up form. Preseason camp for Himki, he scored a beautiful, beautiful goal on their once we unlucky, ironically, defeat the Danish team FC Helsinger. But the way he scored this goal, you know, it was a very Davidian fashion. As you guys remember, some of you from the APL at Alashkert, he went off the right wing, as usual, dribbled past a few defenders, crossed the shot through mid-range inside the box to the lower cross corner of the goal. It was very much his David Davidian trademark. Um, So, yeah, as we said, he was going to get his national team debut after being called up last year, but got, like, snapped off the camp last last time because of an injury in 2022. So it was unlucky, but he's back. And uh, hopefully he keeps getting form, he keeps picking up games, and keeps scoring goals yes hopefully i think um injury he's one of those players and this seems to be talented left-footed wingers that are armenian <laughs> have this like injury issue um but hopefully he does great um elsewhere we have our lord and savior edward spertian who is scoring and assisting left right and center messiah uh, for Krasnodar in their RPL preseason that they're currently having in Marbella in España. Uh, not much more we could say about our wonder boy. He's um, been on the team sheet every game. He starts every game. It'll, it will probably continue that way. We were a little bit scared uh, because Krasnodar has a new manager now. But, I mean, he's proven his worth 10 times over already. Yeah, he's just a good. And our third piece of news is of <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving at this point as well, Fahan Pichachan, who scored a screamer for his new club and a brace in a recent friendly. Um, but that's not the most significant performance that he's had for Pogon so far. Chadens, tell us a little bit more about what Fahan has been up to in Poland. Vahan made his official esque. Uh, extra Klasa debut with a goal off the bench. Pogon beat Piast Glivic away 2-0. Van came on at uh, around 75th minute and scored a lovely first touch goal inside the box after a low cross. Pogon now, they currently sit in second with a close fight with the 
Polish giants, Lech Poznan, where uh, Lewandowski used to play many years ago, that currently lead the table. There's a couple of games in between for Vahan to pick up even better form uh, before Pogon plays Lech on Saturday, 26th of February. So that's in 13 days uh, from this day of recording. And Vahan scored again off the bench after nine minutes. Absolutely banger versus Zaglebi Lubin. Yeah, that 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 goal actually happened um, like right before we started recording, and yeah. <laughs> it was like an insane. So it was today uh, as of recording. Yeah, insanely. Insane. Well, talk about picking up form. Yeah, he bro, he might give them the title. I th- never know. I think that's. I think there is a chance, but but the question I'm a little more interested in is we we obviously know how talented Vahan is, and. We, I guess it's safe to say he has had a decent amount of opportunity at the national team level, but I think <laughs> I not think, enough yet. Not enough yet, but I think I think he deserves I think he deserves a starting spot. You can't ignore scoring that many goals, and you can't ignore this talent. Uh, he's new, a new new player. So yeah, sure, off the mm-hmm. bench he's coming and scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, give him give him a few weeks, maybe. A few games, basically. What about here, Chanans? What about for Armenia? Would you start him? Oh, for Armenia, for sure. There has to be a way to start him. <laughs> it has to be a way to start like, him. I was surprised when he was not starting same, at the other games. Same with Adamian. I think both of them did I, not disappoint. They're getting a lot of heat lately, especially last year, uh, because they didn't didn't score for the national team, but I don't think they disappointed me. I mean, I think the national team scheme and structure just was wrong especially the second semester so that's a discussion for next uh, few episodes but they're getting a lot of unnecessary heat uh sticking in your neck of the woods chanans uh hovoham barzumian of course who plays for anorthosi in cyprus um he's been assisting and scoring lately right in the both league and cup um yeah yeah again uh crosses uh, his crosses are insanely good. Some of them deflect, but either way, he still gets it on target. Uh, they're um, they're fighting for the cup. They've got two more games left. Uh, so how the separate system works is that uh, the first six and the uh, bottom six they divide. So um, Anorthosis is battling to stay in the top six they've got two games i believe one yeah, game in hand round. as well mm-hmm. yeah exactly so they go to playoffs so they're fifth in the table so that means um they're they're going good hopefully they com- they continue there and then they can get to europe uh yeah hopefully i mean i i um i pointed this out on the national team subreddit. I said, we have Hovo, who is a very good crosser. Uh, we have, uh, oh my God, why? How am I blanking out right now? Uh, we have Giro Margarian, who is a left-footed left back, also a very good crosser, who recently assisted in a friendly game. Why don't we utilize this more in the national team? Um, yeah. Because you have these two guys that are both clearly very good at that. 
uh, Giro has been doing it in the APL. Now he's doing it in Ukraine. And you have Hovo, who has been doing this for years in, in Cyprus. But maybe maybe some food for thought. Um, mm-hmm. Moving a little bit more west, uh, but still a Greek-speaking uh, country. <laughs> Greece, of across course. Across the islands. <laughs> yeah, across the islands. Um, Ottoman, I'll let you take this one. Uh, yeah. you're, you're one of your favorite players yes. to talk about. Yeah, he loves him. I mean... For two reasons, <laughs> for two reasons. One, because of my family connection to that neighborhood in Athens. And second, because he is a defensive player. And as you guys know, I'm all about the defense. 23-year-old defensive mid, Vasilios Borosian, getting more and more play time. I mean, yeah, it may be five minutes here, 15 or 10 minutes there. Uh, some complain about that, but... The point is, he is picking up competitive form at a top 15 UEFA league. Which other Armenian ethnic defensive mid is doing that at the moment? I'll tell you who. None other than Vasilis, of course. Uh, so this is basically why I would say a national team call-up seems to be less and less far-fetched over time. And... Even, I would say, more necessary as time goes. Maybe, of course, not as a starter because we have Karim Muradian and more food for thought for the next episode and stuff. But definitely a national team call-up wouldn't hurt at all. Uh, As I said, he is the one defensive mid playing top-tier football at a great league in Europe. Definitely. I agree. Um, shifting gears a little bit. So preseason is in full swing for the Armenian Premier League and a lot of our players that do play in Eastern Europe. Um, but focusing specifically on our Armenian clubs, they've been having a decent preseason, I would say. Uh, Adarat Armenia, who are, of course, the current league leaders by a sizable gap, uh, have had a few um, really good games and a few really good wins, actually. Uh, they had a 2-3 loss to Slovan Bratislava. Uh, goals from Abartumian and Maison Lima, and Tico actually started that game for Slovan. They also had a 2-1 win over Ural um, of the Russian Premier League uh, with goals by uh, Avanesian and Wilfred Eza. If you have a chance, go watch the highlights of those games. Uh, Armenia are actually playing really good football. Um, and then elsewhere, the other team that we're actually really excited to keep tabs on during the second half of the season is Punic, um, who are also having really good preseason they had a 2-1 win over uh emirati and asian giants fc al ain uh including a lovely goal by edgar mofsisian who is a new signing uh likewise punic also had a great 1-1 draw against ural with a golazo by hovanes haratunian uh if you have not seen that goal go watch it it's crazy and they also had a 1-1 draw against uh spartak moskva uh with goal with goals from uh, hugo fermino uh, the Portuguese striker. Um, it's crazy, boys. I'm going to open this up to you guys. We have these two Armenian teams, and these are the two teams that we think um, are probably going to be performing the best and have the best shot of making it to a European competition next season. And now we're seeing them play against Russian Premier League clubs mm. who are in European regulars, and maybe not Woodall, but Spartak Moscow definitely is, and they're competing. And not only are they competing, they're playing very, very good football. I was watching the game, uh, the, the Punic versus Spartak. Uh, 
and Punic were passing the ball like I have never seen an Armenian club be that comfortable on the ball. What can we expect from these guys, not only the second half of the season, but but looking past that, if they are playing so well against these teams that we consider to be much higher level opposition than them? I think it's realistic to expect European football. Not from just one, but two teams, and why not three? Because we are going to bring up Noah in a little bit, and those are three teams I think are more than good enough, even better than last year's last season's Alasket. So uh, I, I think it's a matter of milestones achieved. A couple of years ago, uh, both actually the teams you're mentioning, Adam Punic and FCAA, went the farthest uh in European playoffs, and it was a great campaign, I remember, for Armenian football on club level. Uh, two great memorable teams. I could tell you all about their players back then, but <laughs> time would run out. And then after that season, Anaskert was the sole Armenian team that to surpass that bar already. So group stage has already been achieved, and why not twice? Like twice in a row and with two or why not even three Armenian teams, right? Uh, I think it's realistic. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping um, I'm hoping that it, when August and September roll around and when we have do have these qualifiers that we are right because I'm just looking, looking at how these teams are performing and how well they're playing and, and it seems like they're building towards something finally. You know, it's not just... Uh, random meandering signings or uh, things like that. Like they, it seems like there is a much more structured way of going about business, which is not traditional Definitely. in Armenia. So there is, there seems Definitely. to be I mean, progress being made. Exactly. It's a structural thing. As you said, Armenia is reaching new heights. And speaking of structural chadens, um, one of the other larger clubs, um, in Armenia that we do expect to do well is FC NOAA. Um, and they're also making a lot of structural changes, right? Yeah. Um, in other news, so NOAA, as you may know from our Twitter tweets, um, they've been substantially developing left and right. Ironically, we have little time today for this particular topic, but we can anticipate what we'll elaborate upon our next show is that uh, Noah has um, signed a partnership agreement with La Liga side Celta, Celta Vigo. Um, they're the club appointed by the FFA to play their home games in the brand new Armavir football complex and stadium. So two big, big improvements. Uh but there's also something more uh, is that uh, they've uh, they've signed some Armenian talents uh, so that they can go for Europe as much as possible. We've referred to this several times, how they're a team that you can, I wouldn't say heavily rely on, but comparing to other Armenian teams, they look very solid to do that uh, so it's all of their all of these uh, strategic movements that they're making is to achieve that and go beyond 
Yeah, and, and hopefully they do. And, and it all comes down, as as Armand has mentioned previously, to the luck of the draw as well. Because you can, you can easily get a uh, random side from Wales, like how we have, we've seen, or you can get uh, uh, Red Star Belgrade and get your ass kicked. So <laughs> luck of the draw definitely has um, uh, a yep, thing to do with it. a lot of it. factors. So... Moving on to our next segment uh, and wrapping up the transfers and rumors, the transfer window has shut for most uh, European countries. Some Eastern European yeah, countries, like, some Eastern not European countries like Russia, Russia, Kazakhstan, still open. Um, well, so there are still stuff swirling around and rumors around. Uh, Kazakh Giants FC Astana, of course, where Tigran Baksevan used to play and where Kamo Hovanesian has signed for, uh, are interested in Barcelona Academy product Eric Vardanyan. However, the deal might not take place because their pitch is synthetic grass and that's harmful to Eric's knee condition. Um, every time we talk about Vardanyan, I get a little depressed because <laughs> this kid <laughs> could have been everything we talk about, how Edo is, how Vahan is. Um, and he the heights that been, they yeah. can reach at the age of 23, 24, he realistically, he should have been playing at a top five league by now. And it's really sad to see that, you know, it just hasn't worked out for him. I mean, it's literally what happened to Aras Billis, but in a different fashion. And the good thing, though, you don't need to be entirely depressed, at least not this one's, because if FC Astana are interested in him uh, and yeah the deal might not go through but if such a team is other teams with actual grass pitches might be interested and come knocking so maybe you never know well speaking of the country that we cannot escape from uh, yeah. <laughs> Petros Avetisian is already at Shakhtar Karaganda not yet official uh, but he has played in a couple of friendly matches and he has been practicing with the team. Um, it is, I would say, a good transfer for him personally, but I do think that he would have been better off if he stayed at NOAA and helped them with their European push. But you know what? If he thinks yeah, he can have was, a better career there, that's his choice. It was weird, but uh, yeah, I, I guess... It, it was a fight between Europe for Noah or Europe for Shakhtar, and Shakhtar are better ranked, so well, I'm, that, I, that may have helped. And I think this also very much explains the Musa Khanyan transfer uh, from Noah, right? True. I mean, think about the think about the Armenian uh, domino effect. Uh, Shakhtar let, I mean, not didn't they didn't let go, but uh, Kevok Najarian. Uh, didn't extend his contract out of uh, his own will with Shakhtar Karaganda. So now Shakhtar are missing a central mid. They are about to sign Pedro Savedician. So now Noah is missing a central mid. So they signed Haik Musahanian and thanks, thank God they did. Yeah. Um, next player uh, who is also a football game from Future Stars player, Arman Hovanesian. Uh, is about to sign for Moldovan Giants FC Zimbru Kishinev. 
um, Armen Hovanesian, sorry. There's Arman, Armen, Arman Hovanesian. There's a million of the variations. Yeah, that confuses me too. Oh my yeah, God. bro, seriously. One of them's a fullback, one of them's a striker. There's probably one that's a center mid. Um, <laughs> so he's already been training with the team and he scored in three consecutive friendlies so far. One of them versus uh, UEFA Champions League sensation FC Sheriff. Um, the other is former Armenia under 21 and FCA fourth string playmaker David Nalbandian, not the Argentine born tennis player uh, who was on loan at FC. Uh, he's set to join Armenia in the coming days. Uh, official announcement for both of them have not been made yet, but these two young talents need the playing time. Uh, one or two seasons of sustained good football should land them offers from other European countries in the area, such as Romania or hopefully even better. Um, shifting gears a little bit to done deals, uh, we've had several, uh, more than several, actually, transfers <laughs> in this transfer window, as Ahmed pointed out. It's um, been a while. I would love your opinion on this first one, Armin. Arthur Danielian Ugh. has signed for, Pan- how do you say that? Panseraka? Panseraikos. 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 Greek second-tier side on a six-month contract, currently at the bottom of the table. What are your thoughts on that? I have a feeling you have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> he's a good lover. Uh, and a defender, uh, a lover of defense. I mean, one would say uh, at first sight, you know, at first glance, Greek second-tier, bottom of the table, awful. Especially for a guy that comes from the team that was uh, third in the APL. We're talking about FC Sevan that got uh, out of the competition because of their own uh, issues. I don't know. It's a downgrade at first glance. But at the the very least, it's a six-month contract. So, I mean, if they get up, they end up getting relegated... Hopefully he won't be. Uh, I'm not saying he's dumb because I I think this has more to do with the uh, external factors rather than his own individual will. Uh, but I don't think it's going down with them if Pasiraikos gets relegated. Yeah, I think the six month deal was indicative of that. Uh, it seemed a little last minute, but that the, the fear yeah. is for me that. There just wasn't interest in him, and I think that was pretty obvious. Yeah, maybe it's just a recruitment kind of thing. We, I, I don't know much of how. I mean, he was, it's he was his preseason. I mean, his his winter break, not preseason. His winter break was being weird because he started off going to the last team, the bottom of the table team from Slovakia, which was already a downgrade, right? Then. He was clearly too good for that. He went uh, and trained with Noah, where his buddy, good buddy, defense in, in defense, Artur Kartashian, signed. So that, you know, that was exi- exciting for us, right? Uh, he was about to go to a bad team in abroad. Why not stay in Armenia and help a good team help each other? It would would have been a win-win situation. Look, there's and then, many... Uh, no, they're gone, gone. <laughs> and, uh, there, there's like many influences there's many influences yeah. but for 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 i don't know but for a second it was a like, weird one uh, yeah for a second i'm i'm thinking i don't know why but maybe like that six month um 
six month contract is maybe much more money. I don't know, but it's a little Makes weird. Sense. I don't yeah, know. Maybe that. I don't know. Now Maybe the weather. It, I don't know. No, no, no. That now that you mention it, it makes sense because they they may be like a hail mary kind of thing. You know that they're throwing money at them and at yeah. some other signings to help them save get saved from relegation. That would yeah, make sense. Yes, so I don't know the conditions that does have a big budget. Panzerikos does have a big budget. That's they're not performing. I don't know how their staff. I don't know how behind the scenes is there like. I, I, not behind the scenes, more like how, what status, what situation they are in currently. They are that would way, give, uh, they, they are way underperforming considering uh, their budget and their, their pedigree. Yeah, probably it's, yeah, probably they don't have the money. That's what I'm guessing. Again, downgrade, downgrade, <laughs> further downgrade with a downgrade. Next. Next, uh, Giro Margarian, who transferred out of Yerevan in Armenia to FC Veres Ravine, uh, the Ukrainian Premier League side, on a three-year contract. Um, at first glance, we were a little confuzzled, I would say, with this transfer. I, I still am. <laughs> but um, they are apparently in a um, very much rebuilding stage. Um, so hopefully, you know, Margarian, of course, the Ukrainian league is a very high level of competition, uh, which is good to see. Um, of course, knowing Adara Yerevan's current mm. state of affairs, uh, it was yeah, probably a good move to get out. Um, but you know what? As long as he's getting consistent game time at a decent level, I'm mm. happy. Um, yeah, elsewhere. it's clearly a transition. Yeah. Kind of like Bahan. Yeah, kind of like Vaughn. Elsewhere, Kamal Hovhannisyan transferred uh, from one Kazakh team to another, from Karat Almaty to Astana, as I had previously mentioned. Um, and this is another interesting transfer. Uh, Babayan, who signed for uh, Vechli in Denmark on a six-month contract, uh, who are currently at the bottom of the table, but similar, I would say, to the Danielian, um, to the Danielian deal. Very similar, yeah. Get a couple good performance in. Contract expires. Sign for a better. They have a very same. good squad. They have yeah. a very good squad, and they actually. I was talking about uh, this with Tito yesterday uh, about Taylor. Uh, they don't not only are underperforming uh, in the league, but on the cup front, they made semifinals. Uh, it's, it's two extremes. Interesting. Good. Yeah, good for him. It could be a trophy. Um, yeah. And. Yeah. The highest profile signing uh, of this transfer window was, of course, uh, Sargis Adamian, who has left Hoffenheim in the German Bundesliga for Club Bruges in Belgium on a six-month loan with an option to buy. Um, he is was, of course, wanted by Alfred Schroeder, his former manager and the person who had brought him to Hoffenheim in the first place. Uh, he has only played or appeared once so far, and he's actually currently on the bench right now as they play yeah. sporting like, uh, shot. Literally right now. Right now, yeah, he's sitting on the bench. <laughs> and hopefully he can come off and make an impact like Vahan has. Um, do, do you guys know how much the option to buy is by any chance? Uh, good question. I don't think that one was disclosed. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, but if I would venture to guess, $2 million probably. That seems yeah. to be around his mark. I'm guessing up uh, 1.7. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. So, but potentially the most important transfer of this window, uh, uh-huh. Felix Ferrajan, uh, who has transferred and signed a one-year contract with an option to extend 
with Finnish side H-I-F-K, or as we learned that it's pronounced, Ottoman. What was the pronunciation? <laughs> oh, no, that was you. Oh, no, you're the one that repeated the words. Something like that. It's hoif. My pronunciation isn't bad, though. Well, as you can see by the title, we have a wonderful interview with Felix. Uh, and uh, we're not going to hold it back anymore. Without further ado, Felix Fedayan. Felix, thank you for joining us today. We're very happy to have you on. We're very excited. This is going to be a great interview. Um, so you're originally from Gopingen. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Gopingen. Gopingen, hometown yeah. of Jürgen Klinsmann, uh, yeah. less than one hour outside of Stuttgart. Um, yeah. Being in an area and from a place where they're such an important German player has come from, did you always want to be a professional footballer? And were these people your role models? Well, honestly said, I maybe knew that information when I was maybe 12 or 11 years old, so I didn't even know. But you know, in a way, my father played also football um, when he was young. And um, so I guess I was two and a half years old when I first time got into the Bambini, like uh, youth teams to play football. So, yeah, I don't know. Just always love to do, do sports and um, football came out to be the best. I could do so. <laughs> did your uh, did your dad ever play at a professional level? No, no, at the pro- professional level, but like for a hobby and uh, well, he was. He says he was a, a rocket and a, like an uh, all-round player and <laughs> so on. But that's what yeah, that's what all. Um, it, it seems to be a common trait amongst like Armenians and Middle Easterns. Uh, all of their uh, parents, parents, grandparents, and uncles were. Uh, great players. They could have gone pro if they if the war didn't break out or <laughs> something yeah, like that. Parents in, in general, or dads in general, always like they make themselves a little bit seem better and better than they are. But I guess that's included in football. Ga- <laughs> football Gentry is getting uh, therapy sessions. Bro. Therapy sessions, yeah. <laughs> My father figures. Unfulfilled dreams. Huh? <laughs> um, okay, so you were born in Germany, but you grew up in Finland. It was it was kind of a back and forth, especially even in, in since you actually started playing football as your as your career. But mm. what was your childhood and teenager years like split between these two countries? Mm, well, like I moved to Finland when I was like five years old as a kid mm-hmm. um, with my mom and my brother. So like. From five years old to 12 years old, I was then in, here in Finland. And um, after that, I just like uh, moved a year to Germany, year to Finland, year to Germany. So it was for me, well, I guess never boring, but, uh, <laughs> but a little bit heavy, like uh, stressful also as a kid. But I don't know, I... Uh, I'm just used to it. I'm used to play football. So I also starting as a youth youth player, I lived alone and so on. So maybe maybe sometimes I didn't have the time like other kids do doing stuff they used to. But uh, in another way, I'm then thankful that I have seen a little bit of the world and traveled the world and so on. But yeah, I'm born and raised in both cultures, so to say also uh, and also in a like more Armenian and like this way also because my grandparents are 
like full Armenian then. Uh, so what kind of places had, did you travel to? Uh, well, like Finland, Germany is like where I lived. I never lived like outside of Finland and Germany, but I mean like uh, Germany is also a big country. So um, like the cities differ quite a bit also from cultural standpoint. So I mean that way then uh, separated from or compared to other kids, they maybe lived in a one country, one city, like the whole yeah so youth and so on so i lived alone somewhere in a small town playing football or, or in a bigger town playing football so that's what i mean like i got got into living alone yeah in, in a young age well i mean germany is a great place uh, i was fortunate enough to go once uh, i've been yeah. all around i got to drive there uh lots of fun just foot on the gas or how many miles per hour? You say miles per hour. Again. We say miles per hour. I think yeah. I topped up at a hundred and like thirty before everyone in the car got scared and told me to slow down. <laughs> we can make it. We can make a new try. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. I I would be more than happy to. I had a good 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 time in Germany. Um, yeah. Speaking of Germany, so you joined the Kaiserslautern Academy at a pretty young age. Um, but you've also had the opportunity to go to other places. You had a small stint in London. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was like, or I did go to Kaiserslautern when I was 12, 13 years old. That's right. So then I started to play on the youth national teams for Finland. So the first youth team was under 15s. So I played the first match against uh, Sweden and I played like a really good game and uh, the whole scouts, uh, firstly the scout from Chelsea spotted me playing and he was like, wow, he's like really talented and so on. And he was asking me if I wanted to come to, to a trial to Chelsea at that point. And uh, I was a young kid and thought like, wow, what is this? It's like, I never thought I could come so far. And then came other clubs, Arsenal and Manchester United. And uh, then it was funny because I went back to Finland, um, Finland after Kaiserslautern. And I traveled from Finland to England, then first to Arsenal to have a trial. No, no first, sorry, to Manchester to have a trial. Uh, I was there three or four days. And after that, I just traveled uh, straight onwards to London and was there also five, five, four days for trial then. Yeah. So trialing is an interesting part of the sport that no one really talks about because it, and, and it happens often, um, mm -hmm. but it's always something that happens in the rear view. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that trial experience was like, especially at such big clubs like Manchester United and Arsenal and Chelsea? Yeah, it's like, it's whole, a whole different world. If you, used to play maybe in Finland where you don't even have your own locker room so uh, it's like there it's like I don't know if you know the training facility in Manchester for example the ION facility is called mm. or something like that so I went there it's like a huge place with like maybe 30 pitches or football pitches and so on so I was like like uh, yeah it was uh for me, like a dream come true in that sense. And then I also remember one point when I was eating at the at the restaurant there, and Louis Van Gaal was the was the coach at that point in wow. Manchester United. So I was sitting alone on the on wow. the restaurant there, and he came through the like big door. He 
opened the door and he saw me, came to me, and I was like shaking. <laughs> you know, Louis Van Gaal, of course, like a yeah. real angry guy, or he looks like real angry. And he's like a this guy, but uh, he he's like imitators and he's like a angry soul. Yeah, I, I, I that's just I think that's just the look on his face. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's, it's like a. Something's gonna happen. He's not uh, looking happy at the moment, so it's, it's something always can happen. And I shaked his hands, and I was like, "Yeah." At, at that point, I just remembered remembered that um, for always, and <laughs> an experience like many cannot maybe experience in that way. So I'm thankful that I could have those memories. So. Fast forwarding a little bit to present day, uh, HIFK. Is there like a faster way to say that? Do you guys go HIFK? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. you can say HIFK. Yeah. HIFK. Okay, so HIFK seems really to be going. Really, we could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we say HIFK every time. Yeah, that's yeah. also correct. We say HOIFK. HOIFK? Yeah, it's yeah. in Finnish. Okay, that's how we'll say it. So HOIFK seem to be going through yeah. a complete defensive makeover, including new defensive midfielders, new players at the back. Um, and of course, goalkeeping. Uh, so, where do you see yourself fitting into this overhaul, and is it something long term? Um, so yeah, the whole club, in a way, has a new like they're making everything new. Coaches are new. The whole coaching staff is new. Or well, we have like maybe five, six players from the last season that stayed, but all the other guys are new. Um, so, well, in that sense, uh, it could become something good. Also, if you if you get like a team with hungry guys with uh, wanting to show uh, new coaches, new everything. So there's always some motivation in that. But of course, it takes its time. And luckily, here in Finland, we have a real long preseason. It's like uh, still two, three months that we have preseason here, and it's like also already one month going so yeah it's of course for me uh, also new and um, yeah let's see I just this year is for me my personal goals are to play as much as I can if we look at the like past years I haven't been playing so much as a goalkeeper it's also a little bit more difficult because you have a one guy playing but um, now I feel like I'm I'm wanting to uh, like uh, show myself that I'm capable of to to help the team. Um, where um, if I'm in Germany or Finland doesn't matter, but I'm like ready for it and wanting to take the challenge. So yeah, let's hope for the team, for myself, that uh, we get forward and well, we're not maybe uh, on the uh, or like the championship. Maybe the favorite, but let's see if we like last year. Maybe end up in the top six. That would be a good result for the whole club. So, so let's backtrack a week or so, uh, a couple weeks now. Yeah, it's match day in the cup, and your name is on the team sheet. There hasn't been an announcement of a signing. There hasn't been anything official coming out of the club. How did you end up there and starting? Like, how? What was that process like? Um, well, um, let's say, or right now, before I came even to OEFCO, uh, I didn't have a club for eight months, 
Um, so the season ended in summer in Germany and uh, it was for me tough. Like I said, I didn't play and so on. And um, I maybe thought like maybe I can do also something else than football. It's like um, I have done just my whole youth and my whole life until now, even though I'm just 30, uh, 23 just football so I'm also interested in other things and I maybe thought like well maybe there's some other options and um, well then I now in the winter I just got got to think like I've done this 20 years so I don't want to quit like this I want to make the best I can if it's not uh, enough for playing maybe higher or so on then it's not but I tried my best and uh, let's see where it gets me and um, then I had one one of my like uh, friends he's playing in the other club here in Finland called Cooks uh, in the town that I lived in and this guy knows and other guy that knows the contact person to the club and the friend friend of mine asked me if I wanted to go for a trial to Koyevko they're looking for a goalkeeper I said, of course, it's like a big club and opportunity maybe for me. So then I contacted the club. They say, hey, yeah, we are interested. You can come. And then I started the training um, and uh, trained with the team. And then we had the game today against Inter. So firstly, I thought I didn't play because I came with such a short like uh, warning time. Mm-hmm. But the coaches decided that I uh, they want to see me. I played the whole game. and. Yeah, it came pretty good, like, played to zero and we won one, one zero. So it's like in, you know, for a goalkeeper, especially if you save in the last minute, the free kick and so on, it's like a yeah. feeling, you know, it's like you could help the team and it looks good. I don't know if you're, um, uh, if you're aware of this, but the club uploaded a highlight reel of all of your saves yeah, on Twitter, so. and you were just like yeah. Superman, like flying over, catching things, deflecting, you know, making the yeah. saves. Yeah, it was it, it was it was great to see. And and one thing that I pointed out to the guys um, that I really like about the way you play, and it's not something that you, it's for some reason not as common now as it was back when I started watching the sport like 15 years ago, um, coming out a little bit off your line and making yourself big. That's something that you do really, really well. And it's not it's something people don't, for some reason, goalkeepers don't do that anymore. I don't know if their mm-hmm. coaches are telling them not to do it or something, but, and it's, it's so effective, like the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And I, it looks, it just generally like makes you stand down a little bit more too. Um, Speaking of the cup, you are going to be facing HJK Helsinki this week in the League Cup. That's a huge opponent. Um, it's a big game. And you managed to keep a clean sheet in your debut, like how we talked about with some great saves. How far do you and the club see yourselves going in this competition? Um, well, like I said like, a little bit before, um, this is now the preseason time all the clubs here in the Finland so um, this cup maybe isn't the aim for the whole or like it's just preparation for the season that is coming then um, and against Hoyeko of course the whole club it's like the the derby derby of Helsinki it's like always the blues against the reds and uh, of course I'm really pumped to play I want to play 
and the whole team wants to play. Um, but of course, you have to be realistic uh, in that sense that we are not maybe aiming uh, for now the one game. This is for testing our team, seeing how we can play, how we want to play uh, against especially good teams like uh, Hoiko, because it's like the biggest club here in Finland at the moment. So and let's see. Of course, we we wanting to win. We give our best. And if we if we manage to keep it clean uh, in the defense and maybe get some counter attacks also a few points, so could become out could come out good. So let's see. Well, if you want um if you want some extra game tape, uh, they Helsinki actually played against Alashkert of Armenia mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. the European uh, Conference League. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you had ever. Yeah, I realize that or watch that. So yeah, you know, so well, yeah, you watch that game tape. You can see what they're all about. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that the league is starting in April. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the Finnish league, since our audience, Armenians or non-Armenians even, um, who aren't really familiar with it, what is it like? What's uh, what's the format? What's the expectation? Who's the big dog, the little dog, all that stuff? Well, of course, the Finnish league maybe isn't like a Bundesliga or a Premier League, or in that sense, of course, it's clear. Um, you could compare it maybe on the level like with Armenian or the Armenian league. Um, it's of course you have always teams that have like bigger and a little bit more money and so on. Um, it's uh, it's growing here, of course, or uh, also uh, especially now it helps that we were at the. Um, European uh, Championship competition, so we get a little bit more intention also in that. Um, but in a realistic way, of course, it's not. It's not. Um, you're not playing in Finland maybe to become a millionaire, and that's not the thing I'm playing here, because uh, or the like topic why I'm playing here. So I want to play and go forward as a player. But um, yeah, it's the level is quite good. We also it's. It's difficult to say to because uh, we play on artificial grass almost in all against all teams. So oh. I can say that uh, artificial grass to normal grass also it's a whole different game, especially for our goalkeepers how the ball bounces and uh, so on. So, but the league in all all in all is getting year for year better. You have like Hoiko is the biggest club here in Finland uh, with the biggest budgets. Oops, Kuopio, where I come from, is now uh, also the last couple of years played a really good, especially in the European uh, like league, these qualifications game and so on against Berlin. Yeah, they actually uh, beat uh, another Armenian team. Noah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They play <laughs> against the Yerevan team, right? It was yeah, FC Noah. They're like a, yeah, a, Noah, a little Noah. bit newer team, uh, but I think Noah beat them the first time in the first leg 1-0, but Coops came back in the second leg. Home, uh, I guess it was seven one <laughs> or something. Like yeah, that. it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, but I tell you, artificial graphics. Yeah. Yeah. And and have you played that artificial grass or before in Germany? Um. Well, of course, in the youth teams, you usually play also more on artificial grass, but oh. uh, on like. Um, on the adult teams or professional teams, you just actually mostly play on grass. Even maybe if it's like winter and you cannot play on the grass, you have like in plan B to play somewhere on the artificial grass. 
but yeah i'm also actually uh, used to play more on the grass the last years but in finland it's always been artificial grass and nowadays artificial grasses are like they're quite good so you can play cl- a clean football game it's not bouncing or somewhere it's like the ball the ball is rolling uh, quite nicely nowadays so that's good especially for you um <laughs> yeah. so felix we know that you have armenian roots uh and we know that you've been in contact with armenians throughout your life uh, so how would you describe your own identity in your own words? Yeah, so um, for me, I'm born in Germany and raised in Germany and Finland. Um, but my grandparents are like Armenian from my father's side. Um, or like my grand grandparents uh, came from Armenia, but they had to go away for a reason we all know maybe but um and then my grandparents Ray, they've been born in turkey so um and they came then to germany and so on but um at at my grandparents always we it's an atmosphere like you know it's armenian and so on and uh, the food and everything it's like oh it's really good if my if my grandma is cooking and so on but also, we don't um, speak, uh, or my grandparents, they can speak a few words, also Armenian, but they have been learning, of course, Turkey, because they have to have to live there at that yeah. point. Um, yeah, but uh, for me, it's also my yeah, grandparents and so on. They, they, because they haven't been living there, it's uh, also uh, my granddad who died, sadly, two years ago, he never went to Armenia, he wanted this to go his, his whole life, and uh, that never came, so maybe it's my legacy now to go there and say to him upwards that, yeah, it's quite a good land. It was written. It was written. It was fake. <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of Armenia, our current national team goalkeeper, David Yurchenko is uh, Russian-born who has Armenian ancestry, such as yourself. Um, he played for almost a decade in the Russian Premier League, and he's now spending the last few years of his career in Armenia. Um, have you followed the Armenian national team at any point? And have you ever watched any games? Or what is your level of familiarity with the Armenian football at the national team level? Yeah, for me, it's of a you don't see it maybe as much because you know you have your Finnish teams and German teams uh, that you when you pay for the extra few cash that you see the games you don't maybe see Armenian games. But uh, for example, like national team games or qualification games and so on, I always look look up at least the highlights so I know who is playing, where they play, which clubs. So mostly are playing maybe in Russia somewhere and so on because you know all times connections. So I've, I've been following, of course, because it's for me also interesting, interesting to see um, how they develop um, as a national a national team, as a league and so on. Um, so I follow regularly. Uh, and the, do you remember the Finland? Do you remember Finland against Armenia? Uh, I think both games a few years ago. 2018. Yeah, both, both games went uh, Finland's way and... Yeah. Aside from the fact that I think Finland is a bit better on the national team, uh, Armenia wasn't on their game. Like the the strategy was 
wrong and we could see it and, yeah. and we would talk about it and uh what do you do you have did you happen to to watch those games yeah i remember what like i said 2018 yeah so i i've been if they have been playing i for sure have been watching the games i can tell you uh, i just don't remember quite uh straight in now how the games went out and so on so um, but what I can see or what I have been following is, um, of course, uh, maybe the last couple of years had it hasn't been so strong for the national team of Armenia, maybe with qualities and so on. Uh, in that, in that sense, having good games like on the uh, or European qualifications game, I've been seeing good games also. Then, yeah, the game against Finland it's maybe a little bit long away. So it was. It was a pookie party. Pookies. Yeah. Pookies till yeah. Um, in my nightmares. Yeah, dude, that guy. That was the year that he at um he was playing in the Premiership with Norwich, and that was the that was the season that he was just like a machine scoring every single game, and he did the same to us. We we okay. felt. <laughs> we felt. I'm sorry. It's okay. Do about it. Um, but realistically, um, Armenia has been. There, there has definitely been an improvement outside of the recent European qualifiers campaign for the World Cup. Uh, Armenia got promotion in the Nations League mm. from League C, and Armenia is now playing in League B. Uh, the group we have, we drew up against is uh, Ukraine, Scotland, and Ireland, mm-hmm. and um, so we're playing at a much higher level now than we were before. We have a lot more diaspora in Armenian players, uh, mm. and Armenian players playing in leagues across Europe now than we ever had before. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's definitely improving. But one mm-hmm. thing that we wanted to ask you is, so our starting keeper, as we had mentioned, is David Yurchenko. And he is not getting any younger. This guy is like 35 years old. He's yeah. incredibly, he's a, he's a very, very good goalkeeper. But, you know, once your age gets higher up, it gets a little bit more difficult. Um, and we seem to have a large gap between him and who our next goalkeeper is going to be. There are a couple of uh, p- players out there that are whose names have been thrown around in consideration domestically in Armenia. But in terms of having a standout person to come and take the throne, that doesn't exist right now. It's, it's, it is a power vacuum. Um, now that you've already and are officially a player in the Finnish league and you're picking up form and hopefully you're going to get another clean sheet in a couple of days. Um, Should you get a call from Joaquin Kaparos, the Armenian national team manager, would you pick up that phone call? And have you ever even been contacted about representing Armenia? Yeah. So, um, I have been in the past um, also in contact with the Armenian coaches and scouts and so on. Um, so I guess they have been following me. Um, for me, of course, right now, um, it is an honor, of course, to play whichever country you're representing. If it's uh, your own country or your heritage, it's always an honor to play. Well, I haven't been thinking about it too much at the moment because, of course, for me, it's now um, with my club, I want to... as as myself to play and uh, get the minutes and so on and concentrate on that, concentrate on the job that I'm um, I'm doing here. So and uh, what 
comes then uh, and what's my prices then and uh, with national teams and so on of course i would be honored to honored to play but i have to say for me right now um let's see the first games where it's gonna go for me and uh, yeah if if a contact comes of course i will be answer the phone answer the phone and um let's see let's see if i then uh, maybe if they need <laughs> need a younger younger goalkeeper in the future then so maybe here's one oh, so yeah. you never know you know felix the future is now as that one meme says uh, <laughs> but you know so far you're doing a you're doing a tremendous job uh, of course it is very difficult to have such a large age gap in your career and you have gone through your own personal trials and tribulations and i think uh from the limited things that we we've seen um you you seem to be overcoming those things and that, and that's really that's great and we're very happy for you uh hopefully you know you keep doing it and clearly you know uh i think the club made a really good decision signing you and i don't think they're going to regret that at all and um maybe you know maybe you you should keep your phone on loud you know turn it off silent because you never know when a phone call is coming yeah sure if there comes one then i will be of course answering the phone maybe booking the flight to armenia and making my passport also <laughs> yeah you know I mean, and if you need place. you need the jokes and insults in armenia we got you covered yeah well yeah well just yeah go. i heard like uh, it just takes two weeks and i get my passport so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i think um i think the process Those taxi is, drivers <laughs> i think the process is a little bit faster if you're an important person like a national team player i think they yeah. get it done a little quicker yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're good at that um of, of course i uh Let's. I want to ask you maybe a little bit more Armenian-specific questions now. Um, of course, there is one humongous Armenian player that everyone knows, which is Henrik Mkhitaryan, who ironically played at both Manchester United and Arsenal, where you uh, where you had trialed. You could have been the first Armenian there, Felix. Um, other than Henrik, uh, is there any other Armenian players that you're familiar with or that you've seen or that you know of can be current or past? And it's always the endings of the names are always with Jan. So <laughs> I seem like uh, now, uh, the, especially the striker uh, who played, um, which team it was, against Coops in the European qualifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adamian, of course, he played. He played in Hoffenheim, right? Yes. Or nah. yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. No, who him. Play, so. Who played against Coops? Who played? Oh, Karapetian. Uh, yeah, I think it's Karapetian. No. I think, yeah. No. I guess it's like from um, Kazakhstan uh, team from Kazakhstan. Uh, are you talking about Tigran Barcelian? Barcelian, probably. Yeah, Bar Barce. Yeah. 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 A ball main. <laughs> yeah, I know him from somewhere. I've been following somewhere his games uh, before he came to Kazakhstan, I guess, on somewhere. But um, always, if I see players with Jan, I always firstly go to transfer mark and see what's the value where they have played. As long as you don't copy Barsekian's sense of fashion, you're going to be good. Yeah, I don't know Why if you follow that? Do you follow him on Instagram? You should no, go, follow, go follow him. No, just go follow him. <laughs> it's every day he does a mirror selfie in the story in the elevator. It's the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> well, he's proud of his elevator. The most awful clothes. Well, if we can offer you a couple players 
to maybe look up on transfer market. Uh, I'll tell you the first name, Felix Verayan. Larry, that's one. Second, Vahan Bichakchan. I don't know if you've heard of Vahan. He just oh, transferred yes. to Pogon in uh, Poland. And he yeah, has, not far from Finland, actually. And he scored on his mm-hmm. debut off the bench. And now he scored actually okay. again, like right before we got on the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> he scored okay. again. We're just texting like, oh my God, we're texting that. Another right before, like seven minutes before the goal. Another player, okay. Eduard Spetsian, plays for Krasnodar. Very, 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 very like talented young player who was going to sound like familiar. familiar. You probably, you probably. He's the youngest Armenian national team player to reach Champions League uh, group stages. He played against Chelsea okay. and Sevilla in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, like two years ago, I think, yeah. or maybe even more before COVID, basically. Yeah, it was right before COVID. So there's a couple players for you to go look up on transfer market <laughs> and, and uh, see what they're all about. Um, but uh, boys, do you guys have any questions hey, for Felix? Yeah, actually, we mentioned European Cups. Now we talk about uh, Tiko Parsekian in Kazakhstan, Coops, Noah, uh, and mm. now Edward Spertian. Do you, do you see yourself playing European Cups uh, playoffs, of course, sometime soon? Yeah, of course, uh, um, that's my goal to to play European football to compete with other countries and uh, clubs. So of course, I guess it's for every player. If you if you play under the uh, best league of your country, you always want to then compete and see where we are in the standpoint to other leagues and uh, clubs. And yeah, for me, of course, uh, it's my goal. I want to. Hopefully, play some days. Maybe also Champions League if it's uh, possible there. Of course. Uh, so, well, yeah, but uh, considering you know you you're uh, you have that Finnish German connection. Of course, there's you know Herdeki who plays for Leverkusen. He's mm-hmm. famously a amazing Finnish goalkeeper who mm-hmm. has had his fair share of minutes in the Champions League. So maybe you can follow in his footsteps. Except wear the Armenia jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. There's uh, possibilities nowadays also from, doesn't matter which country you come from to play in our leagues. It's it's not like in the past where it's really difficult because nowadays everybody is following every league and so on. So you never know. That's why give your best and let's see what brings me to. So, Well, thank you, Felix, for coming on. We are, this was Best of luck in the derby. Best of luck in the derby. Thanks. We will be watching if we can. I don't know. We're <laughs> we're all in different places, Felix. I'm in the U.S. Literally, this guy's literally we're all different places. He's in Cyprus, uh, so we're literally all over the world. Um, so, so everybody else is somewhere in a warm place, and I'm here freezing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, our uh, man, it's summer by you, right? Right now, in, in it our, is. Yeah, I think it's summer for our men. Yeah, because uh, yeah. If it, it gets winter for us, it's basically summer for yeah. our men. It's so right now it's winter here, but it's like 90 degrees outside. <laughs> so that's Celsius, I don't know what's that. Yeah, what's Celsius? I'm, I'm confused. Armen, We're Armen, European. Armen. No, I'm, I don't know Fahrenheit either. Uh, no, translate. Speak... You're good. At, you're good at conversions. Good. Oh no, not this. 90, one, maybe near near 20 cent. 20, probably higher. 23, even. 22, I think. Thing is, so, we. Can you maybe book all me a over the world. Right away? If you want, bro. Uh, look. 
Tell Hoyfko next time training camp in LA. Come come uh, training camp here. It'll be nice. Yeah, how, how's the club like? Uh, they're treating you well? How's it? Because it's one of the biggest clubs in Finland, right? Yeah, so especially one of the fan based co- or the big, biggest yeah. fan culture case. Like uh, the club has also, because ice hockey here is a big sport. So yeah. the ice hockey club is like really famous also in that sense. Then we have many fans um, for Finnish standards. It's like uh, loyal and big fan culture. So the team, the fans, everybody, they sent me directly after the games and saw messages uh, to say like I played really good and uh, hopefully we see you more and so on. And even on the streets, if you like uh, see some fans, they like recognize you and wish you all the best and so on. So. I've been enjoying the first couple of weeks here. Uh, That's amazing. So, are you guys currently playing in your home stadium? Because it looked like the the first cup match was looked like in a training center area, right? Yeah, that's uh, in Turku. You mean uh, the game now against Turku, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the game against Turku, it was in Turku. um, And uh, Turku is one of the only teams who has still, like, natural grass, uh, like, pitches. So, of course, in this weather at minus uh, 10 and uh, Celsius, you cannot, like, play on the grass. So, um, it's always here a little bit uh, difficult with pitches and so on in the winter. So that was the only option we played on that. So, uh, and also on that game, uh, there wasn't like uh, attendance allowed. So they didn't need to maybe search for like attendance stadium and so on. So I see. But uh, our home stadium here is called the Bolt, Bolt Arena. And we are actually sharing it with, uh, with our rivals, with Oyeko. Oiko. So um, it's also artificial grass, but yeah, if it's uh, it's sharing. So the league has to always look at the game plans and <laughs> a little bit like this: who's playing when, and like a home game and like away games, and yeah. Well, it's small country, small league. Uh, Chavins, you raised your hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing that. Um, I have a question uh, regarding um, you mentioned before. Uh, about hockey and other sports um do you follow or did you see uh the recent progress of uh, the finnish futsal team futsal yeah, yeah. I, i like didn't maybe i watch also maybe highlights and so on but i didn't follow the the, the competition now uh, on the european championship um so much um because i have so many other things right now because i moved <laughs> and so on i haven't had the time uh it's a little bit stressful for me here right now the first first weeks and so on of course it's normal but yeah i've been following news not maybe every single second of the game but seeing what's happening and yeah. um so yeah they're they're getting better and better uh yeah. they've got a lot of finnish players i thought i was just curious if you knew about it yeah yeah i've been following but not so tightly uh the last so, week now so you're you're currently living you're in a new space new place you're living on your own uh are you do you cook for yourself or do you eat out most of the time no i cook also uh the, when i have time to cook i mostly if i cook i cook for the whole week so i don't have to bother order to yeah to, meal plan someone guy. like me 
<laughs> like a, like a true yeah. athlete. <laughs> Meal prepping yeah. like a true athlete. No. Do you know but how to I'm cook? I'm so hungry, so. <laughs> Do you know how to cook any Armenian dishes? Oh, my grandmom, she told me, um, or taught me, like, a few things. I just don't remember anything about it. <laughs> like uh, these, um, uh, this, uh, how do you call it? Like, it's like rice, uh, and then you gather it in into and like, is it wine? Dolma, like, uh, dolma, dolma and sarma. Dolma. Dolma. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dolma. And wine, uh, sarma, yeah, wine leaves, yeah. Uh, grape yeah. leaves, yeah. Yeah. yeah so this, you know the best way to eat those is cold and without meat, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. That's good right. Day. I love okay. that. Okay. <laughs> he knows he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. That's good to it's good to see. Yeah. Uh, in outside of food, outside of that stuff, you had never been to Armenia, you said, correct? Uh, what other countries have you had the opportunity to visit outside of the ones that we've spoke about, Germany, England, and and Finland? Well, um, I don't know, like uh, on national team sites, maybe I traveled to. I've been maybe. Uh, I guess like all the Nordic country, countries, obviously, um, and uh, then um, what happened? I don't know the name in English. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, say it, say it. Let's see. Near near one. Bulgaria, but Bulgaria, it's uh, Ungarn, no? Hungary. Ungarn? Oh, Hungary, right? Yeah. yeah yep. And then uh, what else? Of course, Germany, Italy, England, France, Spania, uh, Spain. All those places. Yeah, I've been not always because of football, but uh, mainly because of football, yeah. That's good. Okay, well, unless anyone else has any questions here, uh, last call for Ottoman and Chadens. Uh, now we can, we can do it yeah. post the. <laughs> this was awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Felix. Uh, this thank was you, great. Um, we hope to hear from you again. We are very excited to see you in action again. Hopefully we get another highlight reel from the club with you going like all the crazy saves. Uh, <laughs> so good luck in the game. Good luck in the cup. Uh, good luck with all your preparations. It's it's Sunday, so I'm assuming you're meal prepping. So good luck with that for the week. And, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, thank you for coming on Football Games, John Felix. Thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you all. Now it's, a, it's also a great opportunity for you to learn what we say. Uh, we say in Armenian tebi haqtanak, which means onto victory. So whatever we always, we always move forward to uh, the victory. Can you yeah. say it, Felix? Say tebi it. Tebi uh, There is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good oh? try. Good try. Tebi haqtanak. That's what it is. I'll write it for you so you learn. Yeah. Haqtanak. Yeah. Haqtanak. Tebi haqtanak. Haqtanak. There we go. Tebi Hastana. There we go. <laughs> Which is randomly <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. that's it. From I keep us. that in my mind. So. I scream it when we are in the circle with the teams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, make the team scream it. Shit, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. There's that an idea. Cool. Let's see what the guy says. <laughs> They'll be like, Hasta, uh, what? <laughs> Something what? new. But the Finnish, the, the, does the Finnish language have a lot of like, um, you know, Armenian has a lot of like little, little, very heavy letters. Does the Finnish language have it too? We have, you don't have, even have those letters in our It's like A and Ö. Uh. 
Uh, <laughs> so like double A's, right? Double A's, uh, J's. Yeah, like, like A with uh, two dots. Like, uh, oh, two dots. A. Yeah. In our country. Yeah, you, for example, if I don't know, you know, like Kimi uh, Raikkonen, for example, is a famous Formula One driver. And the people always say Raikkonen. But it's Raikkonen. It's the A that is missing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> These yeah. languages, man. Armenian's Armenian's a tough language. Um, it's very heavy on the ears, but they it's a write, great. Uh, like the writing is like completely like uh, that. You need learn that is uh, what is this is. There's um uh, I don't know if you've been on this on this trend, Felix. Maybe not because you're a busy person. But have you ever heard of uh, Wordle? Do you know what Wordle is? It's no, you probably don't. I don't know if the they Twitter have Twitter game. Anymore. Not. Don't bother. <laughs> no, no, don't bother. We won't bother with that one. <laughs> okay. No, there was an Armenian version. I was going to say, maybe you should try it out and see if you can okay. do it. But no, forget it. It's too hard. It's hard for me. I can I can hardly write. It was frustrating. No, I tried it only once. No, there you go. Try and send it. No, that's uh, completely different. Armin would beat me if I didn't send it. Um, <laughs> it, it. It'll help you to learn Armenian, a little, little by little. Oh, yeah, that's true. The link, uh, looks a, a little bit suspicious. So. It's yeah, it looks suspicious for some reason. For me, it opened perfectly, but it looks weird. Oh, it's, my God. AGB is the Armenian General Benevolent Union. They're an Armenian oh, organization yeah, awesome. that like okay. yeah. things on preserving Armenian culture in the diaspora. They have an, a free online... Um, virtual college where you mm-hmm. can take Armenian lessons and like learn Armenian. Yeah. So maybe just throwing maybe it yeah, out. You'll, yeah. You're better off learning Armenian with us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> give us a call anytime. Be like, uh, what does this mean? Yeah, legit. How do I respond? <laughs> We're yeah. planning on doing something yes. hopefully for that too. How do I ask for directions? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. How to ask for directions. Get in a cab in Armenia. Uh, are, are there, do you know any Armenians in the football world in Finland or... Uh, Anywhere. In they the sporting been, world, maybe? Yeah, there have been a few. Like, uh, three, two years ago, there was one player. But besides that, oh, he went already uh, away. Yagan. Uh, Ivan. Ivan Yagan, right? Yeah. How do you pronounce Mariham? Or however that goes. Mariham? What is that? Marianham. 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 Damn. We're learning everything now. Do you have to go? You're actually playing. Uh, you're actually playing them uh, for the cup too now. Yeah, yeah. After, after too bad. Too bad he didn't stay there. So uh, actually, this is a good question that I should ask you instead of Wikipedia. Wait, are you still not recording, right? No, we're recording. Um, how, oh my god. <laughs> this can all be edited later. Yeah. How does the cup work? Does the only the top team in the group progress to the next stage? Or is it top two teams? Uh, like, uh, I guess just the first one. Just, I just guess the also one. the best second one goes third. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, uh, in oh, the end. Oh, I see. And okay. this is like the this cup that we are playing now. It hasn't been uh, like, uh, we haven't been playing this cup for like 10 years or something. So we have Liga Cup and Suomen Cup in Finland. So Suomen Cup is like the, like the real F8. top cup. Yeah. So um, it's a little bit different. Uh, just Liga Cup is where all the teams from the first league play against, and then we have like for lower divisions also some other cups. But we are getting that uh, Suomen Cup also where uh, we play 
play like all teams against like all yeah, all divisions. When when does the Women's uh, Cup uh, kick off? I guess it's also already this or next month. So I'm it's going to be kind of simultaneously with the Liga Cup. Yeah, it's like the Liga Cup is now made more for preparations game because you know in Finland we we have a lot of trial players and the club want to see the players mm. play in somewhere like uh, so they make this Liga Cup to come back it's now it's lo- a little bit it's not that maybe competitive mindset competition. It's like a transition more, cup. Yeah, it's more like preparation cup for yeah. the cup and then the league. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, it's, man. It, I mean, it's systematic and smart and reasonable. It's the way everywhere should do it. And it's also a trophy, Felix. And you're a player, so and you want to win, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah, there you go. Bro, I, I admire Finland and, and Finnish people so much because of this shit, you know? Yeah, Armenians aren't like that. Yeah. We're lazy. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I don't know. Write that down, write that down. Better if you, do, if you like it uh, still so much, so. You know, uh, it, Armenia gets cold, too. It, it snows, it's very mountainous, so okay. I'm not, just a heads up. But it's also very nice in the summer. Highly recommend it. Yeah. All right. Well, Felix, thank you. This was great. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again sometime whenever you're a cup winner. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> or an Armenian national yeah. team player. One of those two. That's Whichever great. comes first. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Felix. Wow. Um, he is a pleasure to talk to. He is a great yeah. guy. Um, excited to see... Well, you know what happens uh and uh whether or not he puts on the armenian colors did someone say something uh anyway um That's i think we've so had you guys for long enough today uh thank you for tuning into football again fun on behalf of the boys uh chadens and Armin, uh thank you for listening uh tito sends his wishes to everyone uh, we yeah. love you, <laughs> Uh, Vamos, Tito. Vamos, Tito. He's just balling it up in the Sunday League. Oh, another. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's enough. Uh, that's it for football. That's enough. Well, <laughs> that's, that's enough. Enough. No, enough fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for football. Again, Tom, thanks for listening. And uh, peace. <laughs> you can go on, man.